What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? This is Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming back at you with another great and planned episode of Talking Football. We've been gone for about a week here. A lot going on. We've been having fun with the 4th of July. Our last episode was a very enjoyable one that we based strictly around what we would do on the 4th of July with the hot dog eating contest, who we would have involved with our team as a world football team. Looking back, Trees, I wish I would have picked someone else in my outfield besides Tyree Kill because I don't think he can throw the ball good enough. So who who is that guy that you want to swap, swap him out for? Well, I had Odell, and I was thinking, why not throw his best friend out there, Javaris Landry? I mean, that's fair. I, I for sure thought you were going the Sanu route with that video that came out. Well, I figured you could take him because your outfield was just absolutely horrendous. Hmm. Uh, I'm actually very happy with my outfield. It's it's probably my shortstop area that I'm a little concerned <laughs> about, Deion Jones. So, yeah, sure, I may change that, but I'm a man of my word. I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm going to keep that team just riding until a championship. So now you're going to make me feel bad that I'm deciding to change mine. Speaking of this new video, that guy launched the ball over the tree house into deep into the backyard. I, I truly wonder how far that was. Yeah, and good for that guy on catching it. That was a, it may even be more impressive. You know that's got to hurt, especially if it's an NFL ball. That that leather of an NFL football, the Duke, that shit hurts, man. Like, it is hard, premium-ass leather. And you know when it hits your hands, body, face, whatever it hits, you're going to feel it. Another guy that's throwing off or showing off his arm strength, excuse me there, is Odell Beckham Jr. A video came out the other day of him launching a football the entire length of the field. And absolutely shocking Joe Hayden. I mean, the guy just, his jaw just drops, and it stays there, and he barely gets out the words, dude, that was the entire field. And Odell, he get he does get about a 10-yard head start run into it. it man, receivers, they're, they're pretty good, and they can do more than just catch the ball. They can throw it pretty damn good, too. Well, we kind of saw it last year when he was they were doing the trick plays reverse pass to Saquon. He was making some deep throws. That was... That play was at least 40-yard pass. Well, farthest throw probably they had that year because Eli Manning sure as hell wasn't going to do it. No, because that's because Eli Manning sucks. Yes, he does. Speaking of sucking, uh, I guess we can go ahead and jump right into our first segment that we have for you guys today, and that's going to be the quarterbacks that will either step up or step back this next NFL season. So we're going to run through the entire NFL, each team, each quarterback, and make the decision on if they will step up or step back this next season. Treese, go ahead and start us off on where you want to go with, and we'll just head in that direction. Let's do it. As always, we're going to start off with that AFC East. Let's start out with the GOAT, Tom Brady. Is he going to step up or step down? And remember, they won the Super Bowl last year. They did, but... That was a huge part into the running game and the defense continuing to be what they have always been with New England. And that's pretty damn good. Pretty great, actually. So I'm actually going to say Tom Brady's going to take a step back. He's losing Gronk. Yeah, he's getting a good a good young rookie wide receiver, Nikhil Harry. But, man, there's, there's not Gronk. There's not that big six, five-plus guy that's over 250 pounds 
that's just catches everything that his hands hit. I mean, that's just not going to be there anymore. Yes, he's going to have Edelman, but when Gronk's not there, it affects the running game, which means they're going to have to rely on the pass a little bit more if it's not as effective. And I don't know how Tom Brady's going to continue to stay healthy. I don't want maybe not healthy is the word, but have the stamina to last an entire season, similar to what we see with Philip Rivers. His arm just kind of dies at the end of the year. Is that going to happen with Tom Brady? Because, I mean, he's almost 40. So my question to you is, are you putting any stock into Gronk and Tom Brady working out this week? Not at all. Have you seen the photos of Gronk? How skinny he was? Yeah. I don't think he's coming back, dude. Me either. I just wanted to, (laughs) you know, light a little bit of fire. Let's move on. And that is going to be the Miami Dolphins and Josh Rosen. I was actually expecting you to pick Fitzpatrick here, but I'm glad you chose Rosen. Josh Rosen, if he does get the opportunity to play, which I I wholeheartedly believe he should, I think he takes a huge step up. I think he's going to be the guy that the Dolphins need and who they've been lacking. Yeah, some people say he has an attitude problem. That's what Miami needs right now because they don't have much of anything. There's not very many bright spots, and there's not much to talk about outside of a good running back and a promising young defense that still has plenty of holes that need to be filled as well. But with a new coaching scheme coming in, a new quarterback, you have some speedy wide receivers. Your offensive line still needs to be built a little bit more. But Josh Rosen comes in, he fills that void and is what the Dolphins need in the AFC East against the Patriots, against the Bills and the Jets. And I think he's taking a massive step forward. And plus, he's got to be pissed off that he's not that the Cardinals decided to trade him after one year for a five ten rookie quarterback out of Oklahoma that chose football or yeah chose football over baseball. This is where we're going to disagree. I don't think he takes a huge step forward. I think that I think that he's an injury prone dude that is going to keep getting hit. I think that he has to face the Jets that are going to have a great pass rush now. I think that the Bills have an awesome pass rush. New England always finds guys to get to the quarterback. And just the the rest of the games that they're playing, he had a history at UCLA of getting hurt with a poor offensive line. And I think it's going to happen again here. And I really don't believe that he's going to take that massive step forward that a lot of people do. And I know you're not the only one. I just truly believe that Miami is going to be looking for a quarterback next year, early round one. And, this is Rosen is going to be the dude that got taken in the top 10 that ends up on four teams in six years. I I'm still, I'm going to hold my ground. I'm going to disagree with you, but we'll save that for during the season and kind of see what happens there for sure. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. He Rosen was my number two quarterback in the draft class that two years ago, I guess now. So mm-hmm. I was, I was a firm believer in him, but I just, and I know Arizona was just a shitty team overall, but I just I didn't like everything that I saw from him. But we'll move on. Josh Allen from Buffalo Bills. I think he takes a step up. They rebuilt their offensive line. They've gotten some more talent at the wide receiver position. Their defense has gotten better. Another year under that staff, another year together. That entire team all together is going to take a step forward, especially with Josh Allen. We saw his athletic ability last year. I think we're going to see it again this year. I mean, this guy hurdled a Vikings defender at midfield for a first down. Hurdled him. And that is in quote from what I wrote in my article that will be coming out 
when this uh, when this recording drops, which will be Thursday as well. So be sure to check that out and uh, tell me when you spot the the similarities on what I just said. But back to the point. I think he's taking a step forward. They've rebuilt everything around him. He's got the arm strength. Another year in the NFL. He's going to be good to go. I 100% agree with you. I think he's going to take a huge step. Hence why I think that they're going to the playoffs this year. It's not because he's doing exactly what he did last year. He has to be better. I think it was like 52, 53% completion percentage. That has to jump up to 58, 59%. And he's got to keep running. And you're right. His offensive line is way better, which I think will help with his accuracy. Sam Darnold of the New York Jets. Sam Darnold. He's got a new head coach. He's got a pretty stellar running back. He's got a decent wide receiver core. And his offensive line got better, too. He's taken a step forward. I mean, every quarterback besides Tom Brady, I have stepping forward. There's a reason for that. These teams are tired of the Patriots being the Patriots. They're building their teams. Maybe they've been doing this the entire time, and Tom Brady's been Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick's been Bill Belichick. But Sam Donald has got the pieces around him. He's got the coach that's going to help him moving forward. And we saw glimpses of greatness last year, and I think that continues this next season. Yeah, all your reasons are valid, and I can't really... I was trying to come up with an argument against it, and I can't. So let's go forward with it. Bingo. Going into our next division, we're going to go to the AFC South. Andrew Luck with the Indianapolis Colts. Is he taking a step forward, or is he taking a step back, Trees? That is a tough one, because he was special last year. But I do think he takes a step forward, because I think that at the start of the year, he didn't play that well. And I think he got better and better because of coming back and actually playing after taking basically a year and a half off. So I'm going to say step up. And if it's not, and I know I've already chosen Jared Goff as MVP on this, but if it's not Jared Goff, I could easily see Andrew Luck winning the MVP. That's a good point as well. Let's head into our next team, Deshaun Watson with the Houston Texans. Huge step up. He was already awesome, but I just think that he's going to be even better. He came; he was coming off an ACL last year. Again, another one of those start slow guys. He's going to have Fuller back. He's got other weapons. Huge step up. It scares the shit out of me that the Jags have to face Watson and Luck two times each per year. That is going to be scary, and it's going to be can the entire Houston Texans team stay healthy, and that's including the defense. It feels like Every year, the past couple years, the last three years, they've just been hitting the injury bug with all their major positions. And if they can stay healthy as a team, it's going to be scary for not only the AFC South, but the entire NFL. Our next team in the division, the Tennessee Titans. Is it going to be Marcus Mariota or is it Ryan Tannehill? That's a great, that's that's a million dollar (laughs) question. So going off of if it's Mariota, this is the tough thing, right? So I think he does better than what he did last year because he was injured. But that doesn't mean that I think he's going to be any good. I still think that the Titans end up looking for a quarterback going into next season. I don't think they're going to be happy with Tannehill. And I think that it's time to move on from Mariota. Did you see the report the other day that if Mariota has a good year, they they already are ready to offer him a $25 million per year contract? I haven't seen it, but I believe it. And the, the reason I do is because he's had a different offensive coordinator almost every season of his career. But yeah. the one thing that he has done is improved towards the end of the year. Like, he's, you see him grasp the offense. You see him grasp the concepts. 
and install or instill everything into his gameplay. He gets more physical. He shows up at the big moments. I mean, the prime example is that against the Kansas City Chiefs. This dude caught his own pass that was deflected for a touchdown. Sets the game-winning block to get them a first down and seal the win because the Chiefs' defense was lazy with Darrell Revis there. The guy shows up when you need him, and Tennessee hasn't really had that since Steve McNair. And so that makes sense to me, but it's not the right decision for him. It makes sense, but it's not the right decision. Yeah, and I mean, they got that amazing wide receiver in Corey Davis, right? Yeah, and they (laughs) added another one in A.J. Brown. And if Derrick Henry can be December Henry, you know, it's going to be pretty damn good. But let's get into our next and last team in the AFC South, and that is your Jacksonville Jaguars, Big Nick Foles. This is an interesting one, right? Because he wasn't a full-time starter. So I don't know really how to answer this. He's going to do better than Blake Bortles. He's obviously going to put up better stats than he did last year because he's playing the whole game. So this is a I don't I don't really know how to answer this one. Okay, I'll answer it for you then. I think he takes a step up. And the reason is I take that back. I I don't have a fucking clue either. Because here's and then here's my reasoning why. Here's my reasoning why. In Philadelphia, and I got this this was brought to my attention by Chris Sims watching the game tape of Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles and then Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. Their play calling changes. I've said it here before, and I'm going to say it again. The play calling changes to smarter, better play calls with Nick Foles. And this guy's going to be open here. We're going to, you know, set up our offense for these plays here. And with Carson Wentz, it's here's the call. Make something happen if it's not there originally. And that's how it leads to injuries and taking hits. Is that play calling going to be there for Nick Foles in Jacksonville? Is the offensive line going to be as steady as what it is in, in Philadelphia, or as it was in Philadelphia? He's got a running back. To, to me, he honestly has better receivers with Shark, Westbrook, Conley, and then whoever else comes in. Is Allen? Allen's not there. Lee is, though. Lee, that's who I'm thinking of. Excuse me. And if Lee steps back in after coming off an injury, the Jacksonville defense is the Jacksonville defense. It is what it is. So after saying all that, I guess I do know he is going to take a step up from what I originally said. I went up, I went down, and I went up again. I think he's going to be fine. I think you're super nervous because you're unsure because you've had a tight end for a quarterback for years, and I see you just sitting here thinking and churning, is he right? What the hell? I don't know. Like I just don't know, and that makes sense, but I think you guys are going to be fine, and I think you're going to be a lot better than other people in the NFL are thinking, especially Fournette can stay healthy. Yeah, I do believe that a lot of people are not respecting what the Jags still are. A lot of people keep saying, like, the Jags defense, they've lost pieces or they're always injured. No, they're not. They literally have everybody they, they've always had. I mean, yeah, they lost Malik Jackson, but he wasn't playing that much last year anyways. They're not really injured. Obviously, yes, Telvin Smith is out. Okay, so you've lost one guy. I mean, that's not losing everyone. It's losing one guy. And injuries, this this defense has stayed super healthy the last two years. Let's move on to your division, and we'll just start out with your guy, Patrick Mahomes. I think he takes a step up, and I know that's hard to say after 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards passing, but he's won a shit ton of awards this offseason, and I think he's even. I think that motivates him even more. I don't think that settles him. This dude has been a, wor- a workout warrior this offseason. I mean, just training almost every day, it seems like. He's been traveling, doing TV shows, endorsement deals, but he's been working out at the same time, and I wish we could see more of that from him, but at the same time, there's no need to. He left plenty of touchdowns on the field last year. 
He had some missed deep throws. He had some missed reads, you know, trying to go for the big shot. And he, you hear him on tape say, I just need to relax more. I just need to So hey, 70 yards is not bad here instead of trying to get 35, 50 plus. And I think you see more of that develop. I think Andy Reid continues to do what he's always done, and that's put his quarterbacks in situations for them to succeed and be better than what they should be. And I think Patrick Mahomes is just going to take another step off of that. And that's kind of where I have them, especially with their defense being more comfortable. His stats may not be as high. That's not what I'm going to say on the step up because that's it's hard to match that year after year. But I think he's going to be a smarter, more prominent, you know, just general quarterback altogether and just picking apart a defense instead of just making crazy throws. Does that under does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So I think if you're going off of statistics, he's going to take a step back. But I think his overall play is going to be better. As weird as that sounds, I think that they're, and we've already talked about this a little bit, like he's not going to need to put up everything because their defense is so much better. So I just don't think that, but that, that doesn't mean that he's worse. So I'll, I'll go with step up. But I'm going to say his stats are worse. But you're going to notice that he's an even better quarterback than what he was last year. Let's go with um, Mr. Daddy Phil Philip Rivers. <clears throat> I'm, I'm cracking up over you. Daddy Rivers. With I mean, what, is he at 9, 10 kids now? He's at 9. He's almost got Who a knows? He's probably got up. 15, and we just haven't even seen him yet. But that is what it is. That's not for us to know or figure out. And honestly, who freaking cares? That's his life. But... I think he takes no steps forward or backwards. I think he stays the same. That may be kind of cheating, but they always hit an injury bug. There's always something that affects that team and derails it, and his arm dies out at the end of the year because of his throwing motion. This is just what happens. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. It's the San Diego Chargers. It's the Chargers. It's what happens. If that doesn't, if the injuries don't happen and his arm doesn't die out, then yeah, he's going to be freaking phenomenal. He's going to be in talks for MVP again. And I would love to see that because I honestly do like Philip Rivers. And I don't dislike the Chargers. It just sucks that they play the Chiefs twice a year, and it's always a good game. And they're the, one of the you know top 10 teams in football the last five years. So okay. I just think he's I think he's going to be mediocre. He's just going to be continue to be Philip Rivers. I don't think we're going to see much of a difference there. Yeah, he's kind of been the same guy for the last couple of years, and he, he knows what he is, and he relies on his backs, and I, I like it. Okay. Joe Flacco. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. This, this dude's probably going to take a step up. You know, I laugh like that thinking he's going to suck. He's probably going to come in and tear it up. It's a second opportunity. He's going to have actual wide receivers now. He's going to have a good running back. He's going to have a defense like he always has. And, yeah, he does – he can make nearly every throw on the football field. And this is going to be his opportunity to show, Hey, I'm still a valuable quarterback in the NFL. It's just going to be hard for him to do that in the same division with the Kansas city chiefs and the Los Angeles chargers. But I do think he takes a step up and I do think he makes plays. And I do think he gets a lot more attention now that he's in the AFC West than he was in the AFC North. I'm going to go step down. I think that he gets replaced by week 10. I don't think they're replacing. There's no way they're going to put Luck in. Or Locke, excuse me. There's no way Locke's playing this year. And there's no way he should. That, I'm not saying no he should, reason for but him. I'm going to say that he does. Still going to say he does. It's That's fine. going to be interesting. We'll, we'll put that in the uh, what do you want to lose segment that, we, that we're going to be starting here pretty shortly. 
<laughs> Let's go with Derek Carr. Damn, I guess I'm just a generous guy today. I think he takes a step up. Yeah, I mean, you've literally said step up to everyone. Nuh-uh. Who have you said no to? Tom Brady. Besides Tom Brady. <laughs> One guy? <laughs> I just, I'm just an optimistic guy. Maybe I'm not good at these. Maybe I'm the wrong guy for these. I just think another year with John Gruden, they added speed. They added, I mean, I don't know how you're going to disagree with me. They added Antonio Brown. They have a good young running back. They have a tight end. Their offensive line is eh. But other than that, he's got another year with John Gruden, and that relationship started to flourish at the end of the year. You know, you saw them talking instead of arguing on the sidelines, and I just think that grows, and I think he just kind of steps up, and he's not coming off a back injury. He's not coming off a broken leg injury. He's he's going to be comfortable. He's realizing who he is, and he's going to be the guy for the Raiders, and if he's not, I think you can pretty much go ahead and say that he's going to be gone because Gruden's not going to put up with that, and he's going to move very quickly off and probably go get another Clemson guy. And the new Jesus kid in two years. Yeah, I'm with you. He's got to take a step up with all the weapons that he has. There's, If not, you're gone. That's basically what it is. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to our next division. And this is the AFC North. And let's start with a team that you think is just the godly Baltimore Ravens. They're just going to win it all. Lamar Jackson's the guy. And that's exactly who I want to start off with. Is he taking a step up or is he taking a step down here, Trees? It's 100% taking a step up. He's leading this team to the division. Everybody has been dogging on him on not being able to throw. Watch it happen this year. He's going to make throws that everybody has been saying that he can't make. He's still going to make plays with his legs. And the defense that everybody's shitting on that lost way too much is still going to be the Baltimore Ravens, which ends up as a top five defense. And they are going to shut down Andy Dalton, Baker Mayfield, and Big Ben. They're winning the division. Lamar Jackson is going to be the key to that team going 10-6 and for the division win. I think he takes a step back. I think they're going to try and make him pass more, and he's not going to be comfortable. He's not going to be comfortable or ready for it. And he's going to make a lot of mistakes. He's going to throw a lot of interceptions. We're going to see that he doesn't throw that well on the run in the NFL in that he doesn't see the field as well either, and that his first initial instinct is going to be to run, and he's going to have to fight that, and that's going to be the reason why they lose big games. He's going to be the reason why that defense is starting to struggle at the end of the year because they're dog-tired, and that's where I am with Lamar Jackson. I just I don't see I really don't. I didn't see in college, and I don't see now. In college, I saw him run really good, and I saw some nice deep throws. But the NFL level throws as an out, a comeback, a bullet to the receiver to where only he can catch it, I didn't see that. Let's just get into it right now. Let's just do this. Okay, everybody. We have a segment that we're going to do that's called What Do You Want to Lose? It's something that we disagree with each other on. Obviously, number one, we already know our main bet. It's the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Whoever loses has to dye their beard or their mustache just like Antonio Brown had it. I'll put it on the line here. What what stats do you want to put for Lamar Jackson? Well, you're the one that thinks he's going to have an outstanding season. Why don't you set the line? Because you know I'm going to overshoot it, and you're going to be like, well, yeah, of course he's not going to hit that. I'm going to say why, because he's not a good quarterback? How many touchdowns is he throwing? We should check. We really should check Vegas, but I'm going <laughs> to say something like 
What's a reasonable number? 22? I would say at least 28. No, because Tom Brady didn't even throw 28 last year. Because yeah. they're not a passing team. Either is, either is the Ravens. But this is the young guy that you think is going to come in and just tear up defenses. That's going to throw the ball really well. So yeah, do you but- want to make it based off throwing yards instead of touchdowns? I'll do either. Well, this is what you're willing to lose here with this bet, sir, not me. This is your bet. What are you willing to lose because of it? Let's go. Let's split the difference. 25 touchdown passes. Okay. Okay. And how many yards? 3,500? 3,600? 3,600. So 25 touchdowns and 3,600 yards passing. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Or how scared are you? I'm not scared at all. This is my worried face. That looks pretty scared. I see it in your eyes. You, your eyes right there said, shit. That's going to be hard, dude. Did Tom Brady even do that last year? No, I don't think so. 36 is quite a bit. God dang, dude. And they're not a passing team. Did Russell Wilson, what did Russell Wilson hit? Because they're definitely not a passing team. They're a Russell Wilson, please make something happen. He 100% threw for over 4,000 yards. Yeah, so Russell Wilson only threw for 3,400 yards. So can we can we update oh. 36? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Jim. It sounded like you said it in stone there. What did Tom Brady throw for? <laughs> okay, Tom Brady threw for 4,300. What? Yeah, last year, 4,300 yards, 29 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Holy shit. Oh, damn. That's a lot more than I thought. Yeah, me too. Me it's hard too. to scream that, but dang. My Official, my, official line uh, here. Official one here. Can we go? I'll, I'll keep the 25 touchdowns. I still think that's a lot. But I'll still go with it. And, and this is throwing or total? No, it's throw. Yeah, I meant throwing because total is, I would expect, more than that. Okay. And I still think, I still think it's high, but what I'm saying is I believe in it. 25 with 3,300. 3,300. I, I will take that. Okay, cool. Sounds good. So what are you willing to lose? A dinner. You and I, when you come, when you come down... We bet dinner. Okay. I mean, it'll be postseason, so we'll figure we'll figure out a time for us to meet up. Who knows? Maybe I'll come to the Senior Bowl or something, and Ooh, we'll bet boy. dinner. My boy. Okay. I'm going to keep notes of all of these bets. So 25 okay. passing touchdowns, 3,300 yards. That's what I'm willing to lose. Deal. Deal. Okay. Moving back on. Big Ben. I think he takes a step back. I really do. And this is because he's getting older. I'm not seeing him take better care of his body. It sounded like last year, I guess he started working out again, which is kind of good to hear, but how is he eating? I mean, how is he doing? He's not changing his motion. He is a phenomenal deep ball thrower. And I know I've been saying that he gets Antonio Brown a lot of credit because Antonio Brown's able to make those spectacular catches, but Antonio Brown's able to do that because of Big Ben being willing to throw that ball. Does he have another guy that is willing to do that with Juju every time? Does that make sense? Like, is Juju going to be able to come down with the ball like that in between two defenders? Is he going to be able to get higher than two defenders like Antonio Brown? Is he going to be able to continue to do that game in and game out through a 16-game season into the playoffs if they get there? Can Juju match that? And if he can't, what happens to Ben? Is James Conner going to catch the ball out of the backfield as well as Le'Veon Bell? Is their offense going to hold up? Is Ben going to get hurt by another big hit that he takes and he stands there? Is he going to be able to stand there? 
that's a lot of ifs there for an aging quarterback. That's as big as he is. He doesn't appear to take care of himself as well as what we see Tom Brady do. So I'm thinking he's taking a step back. I agree with you. All those good reasons. I'm actually, that's one thing I'm very interested to see with AB. If you look at his stats when Big Ben doesn't play, they're awful. They're yeah, so bad. Yeah. I don't think AB has a touchdown that's not from Big Ben. Well, I mean, honestly, the look at his highlight reel, like go online right now to you guys listening and look up Antonio Brown highlight reel. How many of those throws are ridiculous throws that shouldn't have been thrown but were? And he's able to come down with it. How many times does he jump up with another guy and come down with the ball? Does he have the body control to do that? Is Derek Carr going to make those throws? Is he going to be willing to throw it up? Or is he going to be worried in the back of his head, John Gruden's going to chew my ass out if this isn't right? You know what I mean? Is he, totally. is he comfortable in lofting the ball up that many times, that far down the field in that position to the outside? Is he, can he keep it in bounds? Can he keep it high enough? Can he drop it in well enough? That's what Big Ben does, and I don't think Antonio Brown realized or maybe he maybe took it for granted on how well Ben did that and how willing he was to throw the ball to him. I 100% agree with you. Like It's, it's going to be so interesting to watch. All right, we have two more for the AFC. Let's go with Andy Dalton here. I'll start this off. Down. <laughs> He's going to be gone. This is last year as an NFL starting quarterback for the Bengals. Any disagreements? No, but I hope we're both wrong. I hope he comes in and lights it up. I hope he tears it up with A.J. Green and Joe Mixon. Honestly, I hope they can find a way to stay healthy on the defensive side of the ball. They, you know, they seem to be injured on both sides all the time, and they seem to lose a key contributor, and it takes them out for the season. Like It seems like they lose that one or two guys, those one or two guys, and it's just done. That's it. If they stay healthy and Andy Dalton makes it work with their new head coach and that new scheme, dude, maybe Andy Dalton is still the quarterback of the Bengals next year. Maybe. But that's a tough maybe. Does Zach Taylor have the effect that McVay had on Goff? And I'm not saying like that dramatic, but does he have that effect where you're just like, yeah, this quarterback's not that good. Oh, shit. You mean he has an actual offensive mind around him and uh, putting him in a good situation? I mean, I could fucking see it now that I'm thinking about it. Interesting. Okay. Last one. Baker Mayfield. I, I mean, there's no way he doesn't take a step up. If he doesn't, yikes, that's a bad look for the Browns. And it probably scares a lot of people. But, I mean, he doesn't have a choice but to take a step up. You have Odell. You have Javarius Landry. David Njoku is stepping into his own you have Chubb, Hunt, and Johnson as your running backs. You don't have a choice but to be good because someone's going to make a play. You just have to get them the ball. And, we sh- and he's shown that he has the ability to do that. I don't, I don't really see the hype around Baker as much as what I think everyone else does, and I really don't know why I don't. But when I look at his tape and a lot of his big throws or his big moments, he's kind of doing that outside of the pocket. You know what I mean? He's kind of running out, setting his feet, and throwing it where, you know, he's able to kind of square his shoulders and make the throw. How many defenses are going to go, hey, just rush upfield, keep him contained in the pocket, and let's see if he can make the throw over the offensive lineman. Is he going to see the windows? Is he going to see his receivers? Is he going to be comfortable? That's where my concern is with Baker Mayfield, and I really want to see that go this next year, but he doesn't have an option but to take a step forward with Odell and Landry as your receivers and then the trio of running backs that you have. 
Yeah. Is there anybody that's more overrated than Njoku? You think he's overrated? 100% I think he's overrated. I just don't think he's had a freaking quarterback, dude. He's not had a quarterback that can get him the ball in those moments. Like, when the ball should go to a tight end, he hasn't had that. Deshaun Kaiser was awful at just getting him the freaking ball. Yeah, I just I just think he's a lot more of an athlete than anything else. I don't think he's that good of a football player. 600 yards and four touchdowns, and Baker played most of last year. I just, yeah, but, I mean, how many, how many targets did he have? Sorry. I don't know that answer. That's fine. Don't be sorry. I don't mean to say you have to fail there. It's just... You, but you did. But, um, I... No, <laughs> here we go. 88. And how many catches? 56. 56 catches, 600 yards, and four touchdowns? Correct. Huh. To me, that, to me, that is a slightly above average tight end. And that's the and, only thing they need, though. I mean, that realistically, that is all they need. That's fine. I'm not arguing that. My yeah. argument is people talk about he is this Pro Bowl-style tight end that I don't think he is. And I don't think he's ever going to be now that Jarvis and OBJ are there. And with the weapons that they have at running back, I just don't think that he's he's ever going to put up the stats and stuff. But people are going to talk about him like he is. And I just don't, I just don't see it. I just see him as an athlete. He's a really fucking good athlete. He's a freak, but that doesn't make make you an amazing football player. No, I see your point. I I do think that if he is given the opportunity to be the guy, I think he can be. He just, I mean, it's hard to say that at the same time when he had 88 targets. But I don't know. They have you know Demetrius Harris there now, and he is not much or anything better than Njoku. But if he does catch the ball, he is going to make a play. He is going to make a guy or two miss. It's just, is he going to catch the big ball that, you know, is he going to have the big catch in the big moment? Is, will Harris have that? And can Njoko do that? Because we have seen several times where he drops the ball in the end zone. You know, yep. he's having an outreach arms, ball goes through his hand, bounces off his left hand, ball, you know, just is misread and gets deflected. So now that I'm talking through with you, I don't know, I guess. Maybe, maybe we do agree on this. Okay. So we're going to move to the NFC now. And we apologize for people that are NFC fans. We are going to move a little bit quicker on this because we have another segment we still want to get to tonight. So apologies if you guys are like, hey, you guys didn't spend as much time on our shit. I'm not really that sorry, but. We say this and we're probably going to take just as long. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Jameis Winston. Yeah, dude. He better hope to God he takes a step forward. But I think he does with Bruce Arians. I think that's going to be the guy he needs. It's going to be the guy that's, hey, throw the fucking ball down the field. Make the play. Be the guy. That's what Bruce Arians is going to tell him. He's going to be so motivating for him while being, hey, that was a you know, that was a nice ball. It didn't go where we wanted it to. But next time, look at what you have here. Look what's right here. A 70-yard dump off. Don't be scared to be Alex Smith here and there. You know, you don't have to be Johnny Bombs away all the time. It's okay to be Charlie Checkdown sometimes. And I think that's what Jameis needs, and I think that's exactly what Bruce Arians is going to be. When you have weapons like Mike Evans and a Goodwin and O.J. Howard as your tight end, your offensive line is developing. You really don't have much at a running back unless Ronald Jones decides to pick it up this next year and shocks the NFL. Jameis Winston doesn't have a choice but to take a step up, and I ultimately think he does. He is. I really think he is. I think Arians is a genius, and he's going to get him to step up. Cam Newton. 
I think he takes a step up as well. Coming off a shoulder injury, their team is developing. They're not that bad on the defensive side of the ball now, which is going to help them. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Panthers. McCaffrey's coming in strong. Samuel's getting another year there. Who's the other big receiver? Moore? DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Steve Smith said it when he was drafted. They have not been able to replace me since I left. This is the guy that's going to be the replacement. And I think that comes into development this next year. And I think Newton's going to be more comfortable because he was having a stellar year last year before he kind of started dealing with that injury and that nagging pain throughout the middle of the season. And he was not getting talked about a lot, but he was looking pretty dominant at the beginning part of that season. Yeah, I'm going opposite. Step down for him. We talked about this a little bit ago. I still just gut feeling by the time we get to like 2021, he's not even on this roster anymore. I think that maybe even not even next year if he has a bad enough year. I just think that they took Will Greer. They want to give him a shot. If not, oh, well, like 2021, there's some good quarterbacks in that draft class willing to take that risk. I just, I just don't know if his body's going to hold up, man. Like it, It's just breaking down every single year. There's always something. And so I just think that it's going to be a step down because I just don't think he can stay healthy. No, I think you're right. Moving on, Matt Ryan. I think he takes another step up. He had a very impressive year last year as well. I think you're disagreeing with me. He's got a good wide receiver core. One of the best receiving cores in the NFL. A.J. Hopper, Hooper, however you pronounce his last name as stepping up to be a pretty good tight end. And they solidified the right side of the offensive line in the draft. He had one of his best years last year. The last year was even better than his MVP season, and nobody talked about it because their record was shit. And that was because their entire defensive stars and their major roles for the Atlanta Falcons defense just fell to the injury bug, and it just started tearing them apart about week one into week five, and their defense was done, and that was all they had and they didn't have a right side of the offensive line. But Matt Ryan stepped up and made plays when it was needed, and I think he's going to do that next year going off of it. So the year that Julio Jones had his best year was when Dirk Cutter was their offensive coordinator. He's back, and I think it's going to be huge for that offense. I think that they're finally going to have an offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing, and they haven't had that since Shanahan left a couple years ago when they were setting records. So, no, I wasn't disagreeing with you. I was laughing because it was another step up. Literally every quarterback stepping up for you. <laughs> uh, I think that he's going to have a monster year, hence why I put money in Vegas down on them making it to the Super Bowl because I think that this defense is insane when they are healthy and the offense has all the weapons that you could want. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Step up. Let's go with Drew Brees here. Bow, bow, bow. I think he takes a step down. I think it's hard to come in at that age through an entire season. The end of the last two years have been tough, been tough endings to a season. But he's not getting any younger. And he's been dealing with injuries. He's been fighting through them. And, yeah, those can be pretty motivating, and I'm sure they are. But, man, it is hard to just stay at that peak level of performance year in and year out. And at some point, it's going to start to decline. And I think this is the year that we see it happen. I'm going to do what you did with Rivers and just say flat, plateau. Exactly what he did the last two years is what I kind of see him doing right now. So that's where I'm going to go. This is the division I've been waiting for because it's the most fun. Mitchell Trubisky. I think he takes a step up. He's going to be more passing prominent this next year with Nagy. 
he showed off last year how he has the ability to run and make and continue a drive, continue a play, and make something out of nothing. And I think he does that more this next season with Nagy. He's going to come in. He's going to understand the offense. He's going to have more understanding of the concepts and the play calls and the route and tree. And he's going to come in and light it up, dude, because their defense isn't going to be as good as it was last year. And if it is, I'm going to be surprised, and I'm sure a lot of other people are as well. But, man, Mitchell Trubisky made some plays last year, and he's the face of Chicago, not just the Bears. I'm going to go with step down just a little bit. Not a lot. I think just a little bit. And it's because the defense isn't as good. They're going to need him to make a few more plays, and I think he gets a little bit exposed on his inaccuracy. So I think I think it's pr- pretty similar to last year, but I will go a s- slight step down. Aaron Rodgers. Definitely taking a step up, dude. He dealt with injuries. Everyone's been talking mad shit. He's got a new offensive coordinator. He's got young receivers that are stepping into it. You've mentioned yourself how Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. The other receivers that he had last year were pretty much all rookies, like super young guys that weren't grasping the offense. They weren't having a pretty good work that work ethic. Excuse me. Aaron Rodgers is the leader of the Green Bay Packers. He is the face of what the Green Bay Packers are and who they will continue to be these next couple years as he leads this team. They have a running back. They have a defense. They did more this offseason than I think they have in a very long time, and everyone can agree on that. Aaron Rodgers is going to step up, and I can see them in the Super Bowl. That would not surprise me one single bit if the Green Bay Packers are fighting for the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year against a team in the AFC. Bingo, bingo. Let's move on. Kirk Cousins. I think he takes a step down. There's too much riding on him. I don't know if he fights the pressure. I don't know how well he's going to do. First quarterback to have a complete contract of all guaranteed money. I think the first player in NFL history, excuse me. Can he live up to it? Is he going to continue to make throws? Is he continue to be there in big moments? Or is he going to have an inaccurate ball, throw a, you know, have a bad ball thrown? It's an interception, game over. I have too many question marks with Kirk Cousins. I don't know if I trust him. I like him. I always have liked him. I liked him with the Redskins more than I liked RG3. I told myself when they drafted Cousins, I was like, they drafted him because they're not sure about RG3. Yeah, they took him where they took him at the beginning of the first round, but I don't know if they truly thought, hey, he's going to be a good system quarterback. You know who is? The kid out of Michigan State, Kirk Cousins. And that's exactly what he's been. But how much is he going to be able to do on his own in the NFC North? That's a tough division. Every team in that division right now is is pretty close to just being the team if everything goes their way. And I don't think he's ready for it. I don't think he's up to it. He's ready for it. Huge step up. I've said it for months now. Minnesota Vikings are winning that division. They're going to have a healthy Dalvin Cook. He has the weapons. He's got the offense now that he likes. And the defense is going to help him win some ballgames, take some pressure off of him. And I think that this team is going to make a deep run in the playoffs, and it's going to be because he makes some he makes some key plays down the stretch. My argument to that is his head coach doesn't like to throw the ball. So when it comes down to, hey, now we need you to throw the ball, is he going to be able to do it? Yes. That's where I disagree. That's fine. It's going to be, it's going to be exciting to watch that in real time and watch me be right again. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, what do you think here? I think he takes a step up. I think he realizes he's not. he doesn't have to be the guy all the time. He has a defense. He has a running back, and he doesn't have to throw the ball to just one receiver all the time. He's got a good young tight end. 
He's got receivers that can make plays at times when needed. And I think he steps up and is more of a passing general on the offensive side of the ball instead of just throw the ball, make something happen, throwing a Hail Mary and hoping to God someone comes down with it. I think he's more comfortable in what his team is and the play calling aspect of it and having people around him to help instead of having just one other guy that he needs to get the ball to to make something happen. And it looks like you disagree. I don't disagree. I I don't know what I think. Matthew Stafford blows my mind. I literally don't know what to think. I just he has so much talent, but I just don't Is he just one of these guys that has so much talent but just never really finds a way to put it all together in the same season? Like each season he improves on one thing or another thing, but then, you know, like goes down on other things. I don't know, man. Like he's so He's so hard. It's wishy-washy. I'm, it is. And that's why I think I'm going to go down, and I don't feel good about it, but it's because the division is so tough, the defenses he faces, and what happens when they start? if they start out 1-5? and five? He He's going to start feeling that heat. He's going to start feeling that noise that everybody's like, see, we should have moved on from him last offseason. We should have done this. Like, when is he? He can't do this. And... And maybe it just takes its toll on him. And I don't want to use it as an excuse, but like, if his wife doesn't get better and stuff, like, does that start mentally taking a, a, its toll on him? I just, I like him as a quarterback, and he has all the tools. I just haven't seen him put everything together. And so I'm going to say down on that one. That's a tough one. That's a good point about the uh, the medical issues with his wife, because that is going to be a huge emotional toll. That's not something that he has to block out, but it's hard to not think about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's your wife. Like, that's the person you chose to be with for the rest of your life. And she's dealing with a serious injury. I, I don't know if I've heard, or I don't know if I haven't. I haven't heard or seen anything to know if she is better, if things went well, like what her sickness is and kind of where things are with it. But I do know that he played with a broken back last year. Yeah. If he comes in this year and that's healthy and he's fine, that's where I'm thinking, like, he's coming off injury and he realizes he doesn't have to do everything. That's where I'm thinking he gets more of the, okay, I can throw the ball here, let them make something happen, instead of just chucking it and, like, please catch it. Yeah, that's fair. Ah, I'll, I'll stick to my guns on what I said, but I don't know if I necessarily feel good with it. All right, we're going to rapid fire here for the last two. Let's go. Eli Manning. Taking a step down, and he's going to lose his job, and he's out of the NFL. There's no other way that happens. I don't see how... He makes anything better. He takes a step forward with this team without Odell. And if he does, I'm going to be very shocked with Evan Ingram and Shepard. Yep, agreed. I'll go I'll go the Redskins here. Haskins, I think he's going to take a step up. I think he's going to arguably have the best rookie quarterback year. I think that he's got the weapons. He's He's got a, a decent defense. I think the division he plays in, it's got some tough defenses, but I don't think that any of them are just these elite defenses that you're just shitting your pants on. But... That's that's what I think. Eagles. What you, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm on page with you there. Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz. I guess I don't know. Does he take a step up? Or do the Eagles go right back to where they were before with him? Make something happen. Don't get hurt. You got paid all this money. Their team got better. They got they just got Deshaun Jackson. <clears throat> Excuse me. They got Howard. They got Miles Sanders. How does he do? I yeah. I think he takes Dude, I really, I really don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't know if he takes a step up or step down. If he takes a step down, that contract looks bad. 
if he takes a step up, the Eagles are probably fighting for the Super Bowl again. Yep. I think he goes back to 2017, Carson Wentz, which is MVP. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. I think he takes a step down. Me too. Other guys are getting paid. Maybe he gets paid. Maybe he doesn't. But, boy, did he look good in the playoffs. That throw to Cole Beasley on the back of the end zone. (laughs) Boy, that was pretty. If he continues to make plays like that, he's going to look pretty good. But. I think he takes a step back. I think that yeah. offense and the, and the media hits him too hard, and he doesn't live up to it. Yeah, I think that he was playing excellent last year, and I just don't know if he can keep that up for an entire year. NFC West. Let's start out with the rookie, number one overall pick, Kyler Murray. I think he takes a step back. I mean, he hasn't taken any steps, so I guess I'm going to say he is right where he is. He's a young quarterback coming in the league. He's under six foot. He's got an offensive line that hasn't been able to stay healthy. The last last year, definitely, in the year before that, they really didn't either. He's got a running back that has one good year. He's got an old wide receiver. He's got a young wide receiver in Christian Kirk who's still developing. And he's got a defense that's all over the place. I think he stays right where he is, and that's a we don't know what he is because there's too much going on outside of his position and on that team that is aging and getting older on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't know what he does. So I'm thinking he just takes a step back. I don't think he lives up to the hype of being the number one quarterback. And if he does, I can tell you right now, I'm going to be shocked. I'm with you on that one. Everything you said, I agree with. Let's go with Russell Wilson. Okay, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks. I think he takes a step back, man. Losing Baldwin's tough. DK Metcalf is not looking good. Yeah, they're showing good videotape of him running a straight, you know, a go route down the field and catching the ball. Yeah, he's throwing, he's running an out route. The out route still didn't look that good. The little karaoke skip that he did running down the field, I, like, why the fuck did you do that? Like, run. Like, that's the point. You're going to, what, the D-back's going to go, <clears throat> excuse me, the D-back's going to go, huh, I wonder why he did that, and just stop running? No, the D-back's going to go, thanks, dumbass, I don't have another step on you. And sorry to just sit here and call DK Metcalf names. That's not my point here. But he doesn't have any other experienced wide receiver on his team besides Tyler Lockett. And can he be the prominent guy? Can he be the go-to guy all the time like Doug Baldwin was? I don't think so. Who do they have at running back? Who do they have at tight end? Is our defense going to live up to it? And I'm not saying Russell Wilson's a bad quarterback or that he's going to do awful this next year. It's just I don't think he has the weapons that he usually does with Doug Baldwin, and I think Doug Baldwin was very undervalued in the NFL and for the Seattle Seahawks. And so that's why I'm thinking he takes a step back. Yeah, I agree with you there. I just think that they just don't have the weapons that they used to, and it's going to take their young guys to you know time to grow and whatnot. I just don't know if Lockett can be the guy. Like we said earlier, I think that it's just going to be a running a running team, and I think a lot of that's going to be on that. I could see him start running some more, though. I definitely could, too. Um, that would probably be the one thing that keeps them competitive. Let's go ahead and head into our next team, and that is the Los Angeles Rams' Jared Goff. Do you think he's improving or taking a step back, man? He's improving. I think that exactly what he w- where he was at the time that they played the Chiefs last year, what week was that, like 12? ish 12 13 ish last year Mm -hmm. yep where it was uh, we've said this before but it was Mahomes versus Goff whoever wins that game has is the front runner for MVP and then Goff obviously died down a little bit I don't think Goff dies down I think that they're not going to be running it as much they want to keep Gurley healthy 
Yes, they got Henderson, but I just don't know how much they're going to trust a rookie running back to carry the load. So I think that they're going to run or they're going to pass it more. And I truly, people are going to make fun of me as much as they want. I truly think at the end of the year, people are going to be talking about Goff being a candidate for MVP. Sure, maybe he doesn't win it, but people are going to be saying he's in the discussion. I don't think you're wrong. I know I've disagreed with him being an MVP candidate, but I do think he takes a step up this next year. Sean McVay's already said that he's going to incorporate more uh, schemes into his offensive game planning instead of just running out of the same formation or same set every time and then just calling different routes and plays off of it. Um, I think he's going to take a page out of Andy Reid's book, and that's just mixing everything up. And I can't wait to see it. I think Jared Goff comes in and realizes, hey, I did not perform at my top level in the senior bowl or excuse me in the super bowl not the senior bowl god damn it i didn't perform my best in the super bowl and i need to show that i can do that again and i need to do whatever i can to get my team back there so i can show the world the type of quarterback that i am and i don't know where the rams defense is but i don't know if it matters if jared goff is playing at his peak performance so since we're on the same page there Let's go into the last team that we're going to cover here, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. I'll start us here. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have the fucking season of his life. Kyle Shanahan is going to say, do you know what? We got to do whatever we can for these guys to stay healthy. I got George Kittle. I got God or Goodwin. I got one of the fastest guys in the NFL. I have Debo Samuel. I mean, that's a good trio. You have a good running back in McKinnon. You have one in Breida. I mean, what are you missing on the offensive side of the ball? Health. You just need to stay healthy. That's it. And you keep everyone healthy. You got an MVP quarterback right there. And I'm sticking to it. That is the guy who's going to win MVP of the NFL next year. And it's because he's going to come in and just light it up, dude. He's got too many weapons. He's got too many options. And he's got a fucking genius play caller. If they can figure it out on defense and stay healthy, it's going to be dangerous for the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers coming back, charging up top, looking to win another Lombardi with Jimmy Garoppolo leading your team. Dude, I love that you and I have, they're not hot takey MVP guys, but they're just like under the radar guys that I think a lot of people are going to be coming around on. And I love that we're starting this. So Absolutely. I'm agreeing with you there. Let's move on to our next segment here, which is going to be a quick one, but thought it would be fun. What are the best sports athlete duos obviously nfl is dead right now but nba is hot as it's ever been with free agency and all the changes that it made so let's go through a few cities we're not going to go through every city but let's just go through a few cities and just say who are some awesome duos and so when i say duos i mean one player on an nfl team one on an nba team out of the list that we have here i'm going to say a team that we don't have here and that's going to be houston James Harden and Deshaun Watson slash J.J. Watt. Damn, that's a pretty good freaking trio. Dallas, you have Zeke in Porzingis or Amari Cooper in Porzingis. Those are two pretty good comparisons there. Porzingis has been injured, but I think, you know, that's a whole nother discussion, a whole nother sport. If he stays healthy and comes in, I think he's going to be fine. I like those. L.A., I mean, we got way too many options in L.A. now. Oh, my right? God. Especially on the freaking NBA side of it. Yeah. So I'm going to go away from what our sheet says. I'll <laughs> go with Kawhi, and I'll go with Jared Goff. Or you could go Anthony Davis and Todd Gurley. Or you could go 
LeBron James and Aaron Donald. You stole it off the fucking list, you cheating bastard. Okay, how about this? <laughs> Paul George or Sean McVay? Okay, that's a good one. What about Jimmy Garoppolo and Antonio Brown? No, god damn it. No, San Francisco. Fuck me. Jimmy Garoppolo and Steph Curry. That's what I was going to say. That's a good one. Yeah. Dude, we got so many options. Clay Thompson and AB. Why yeah. not? I mean, they're both in Oakland, right? So Clay Thompson and Antonio Brown. Yep. Damn. Holy shit. And you go to New York. Kevin Durant and Saquon Barkley. Love it. What about Kyrie Irving and Daniel Jones? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyrie Sample. and Sam Darnold. Yeah. Sam Darnold. Yep. 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 I was thinking only Giants there for a minute. <laughs> Dude, oh, so many. Uh, You're just scared, like shit. Shit. What about Milwaukee? A lower market team, Giannis and Rogers. That's pretty scary. Very Two scary. MVPs together. Yeah, absolutely. Really like that. What other teams and cities do we got? What? Uh, Philadelphia, Carson Wentz, and um, Embiid, and or yep. Simmons. Embiid. Yep. I was looking for Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Detroit? What about we got Blake Griffin and Matthew Stafford? Yep. Where Chicago. else? Chicago. Jimmy Butler, your guy. I'll let you take this one because he's your boy. Jimmy Butler, he's not Chicago anymore, bro. He's in Miami. Oh, shit. Miami. <laughs> See, NBA, they change way too much shit. Exactly. Dude, he's uh, Chicago in a while either. I just, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, I think is he's Chicago. been on. This is now his third separate third, team since I, Chicago. I know everybody. I know he's been in Dallas and he's been in Philadelphia. I, I'm aware. No, you're no, still wrong. Not, nope, not Dallas. I'm sorry. Minnesota. Uh, yeah, T Wolves. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Shit. Idiot. What <laughs> idiot? Oh my God! Okay, <laughs> you can go. <laughs> what about you can go with the Timberwolves there? Carl Anthony Towns and Kirk Cousins or yeah. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. Jim with uh, Wiggins. Yep. Wiggins. Yep. 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 Uh, so Miami, Jimmy Butler and Mika Fitzpatrick for the Dolphins. Other than that, I don't know who else they have. I mean, if you you're wanna, not going to say Josh wanna, Rosen, I was going to say if you want to die on that Rosen Hill. Yeah, I get. Fuck it, I will. Okay, go and for I it. And I think Russell Westbrook finds a way to Miami. I think how the about, Heat make it happen. How about this one? Drew Brees, Zion Williamson. <laughs> yeah, Orlando Ball. I mean, hell. hell. Any of the former Lakers that are now on the Pelicans. Let's go with Devin Booker and Larry Fitzgerald. That's a good one. I like that. What other teams do we got, guys? Can't um, do anything Oregon, with Utah Jazz, yeah. sadly. Is that Nothing it? Nothing in Seattle anymore. Let's say the Seattle and the Thunder, Russell Westbrook and Russell Wilson. Yeah. Because the Thunder used to be the Seattle Sonics and they no longer are, but still the same franchise. Yeah, sad face. All Other right. than that, I think I think that's our duos, but that's those are some pretty damn good duos. Which, which one was your favorite? I honestly might say Milwaukee just because it's a lower market team. And the fact that they have two prominent stars, let alone MVPs, in the state of Wisconsin, pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I really like that one. What about... I liked Houston, oh. too, though. James Harden and Deshaun Watson, that's pretty good. 
we forgot a few very key ones. Uh-oh. So, Boston. So, oh, why shit. not? <laughs> yeah, we might want to do that. Who, do you I mean, who does Boston have? Kemba Walker. Or Yeah, yeah. So, Kemba Walker and Tom Brady? Yeah, I like that. Pre-injury Gordon Hayward. He was really fucking good before. I mean, he still he still is. He's just got to come back from fucking no, totally. snapping his leg in half or his sure. foot, I guess. Yeah. What about Oladipo and Andrew Luck? Oh shit! We completely forgot about the Heartland. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very underrated one. Oladipo is a very underrated NBA player. He is. So I know that I messed it all up, but Chicago. Did we do Chicago? They don't. I mean, they don't have anyone. Zach Levine. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. And Trubisky, I mean, okay. Who's in Portland? No one else. There's no NFL team up there. I guess you could say Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook, maybe. Yeah. Just location. Yeah. No, Wilson. Russell Wilson. My bad. That's who I meant. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And then Sacramento. Don't really got anybody. Memphis. Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, who do they have? They got rid of Conley. Dude, the, who does Memphis have? John Morit, right? Isn't that his name? Second, the second overall pick. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's who. Yeah. That's, their, that's their guy. So, I guess him and AJ Brown, those would be the two, the two new guys to yeah. the state. Oh shit! Who's on? Who's on the Hawks nowadays? Oh, what's what was the guy that took second in Rookie of the Year? The kid out of Oklahoma. Uh, Trey Young. Yeah, thank you. Trey Young and Julio Jones or Matt Ryan. Uh, we we got to go with the, the Chargers here. Excuse me. Yeah, the Chargers have to have one. Yep. Phillip Rivers and Paul George, Melvin Gordon. and I, I like the Melvin Gordon, Paul George, because I did, I did a coach for the Rams. So, yeah, uh-huh. let's, go with, let's go with Paul George and Melvin Gordon. I like that one. Very underrated one. All right. I, and then Orlando, I mean, you would just choose a different Florida team. Yeah. But I think that's it. I'm looking through their list. Like, Toronto obviously doesn't have a team. Jazz, not an NFL Utah team. Denver, Nuggets. Oh, shit. Jokic and... Von Miller. Von Miller. There we go. I keep yeah. thinking offensive guys for some reason in the NFL. Like, we completely skipped over Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, because it's more fun to think about offensive guys. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, Vaughn Miller and Jokic. Emmanuel Moutier. Moutier is on the Jazz now. Oh, my God. That's right. That just happened, too. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the Jazz are looking pretty freaking good, my dude. Dude, Pretty pretty fucking good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For sure are looking good. They are going to be a real threat in that West. Oh, man. (gasps) Exciting times. For sure. I'm happy for you. I can't wait. Uh, what else do we have going on today that we want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Tyreek Hill? Yes. Uh, news broke that the entire audio has been released by 610 Sports here in Kansas City. The news or the audio that was released by KCTV5 um, here in Kansas City as well was just edited portions of the audio that you know gave a real bad look on Tyreek Hill. When you listen to the entire audio, you get more of an idea of kind of what their conversation was. And that they truly are in an airport. I mean, they are having a deep, serious conversation. And you hear it get interrupted with them saying, yeah, we're in business class. Or 
we need to head this way or we've got to go that way. And then they get right back into the conversation and you hear her accusing him of stuff. And then you hear him defend himself within it. And she doesn't have a response to it as if it was almost lied about. And I'm not going to sit here and defend him because I don't know what happened. But it really makes you question what actually happened. And the fact that he accepted the plea deal may have just been so he had an opportunity to play in the NFL, get let alone get drafted, because the time of that ordeal was right into if he does take it to a jury, what's the jury, you know, how can that get flip-flopped? Can he win that? Will he lose that? Will he go to jail? Will he not? And it also came down to the fact that he wasn't able to afford an attorney or a lawyer anymore. Like, he ran out of money. So... Within that came, you know, a court or a state issued, county issued, whatever. They presented him with a lawyer and attorney, and they came at him with a plea deal that he ultimately accepted. Whether he did it or not, the fact is that he pled guilty to it. He accepted the plea deal, took the probation, took a year of aggravated assault class to learn about it, and then went from there. You hear him in the audio say, that was a lie. You lied to me about that. And you hear him explain the incident. You hear her explain it. And what in 610, I have to say, handled this absolutely beautiful. The way that those guys took this audio, had it investigated it, had it investigated, spoke to lawyers on both sides, reached out to Ty's Hill lawyer, or Tyreek Hill's lawyer and said, hey, do you want to make an announcement on this? Do you want to say anything? Do you not? They presented that. They sent it off to a private investigator to make sure that nothing else was edited or changed. They kept it private. They've had it for about a month, and they went through this entire process to make sure that everything was clear, and then they played it on air. And when you sit and listen to that 11-minute audio, you really start to just kind of build your own questions. You start to build your own opinions, and that's exactly what they wanted from it, and they handled it beautifully. And I cannot give them any more recognition or respect or praise for how they did it. And this does shine a new light on Tyreek Hill, that situation altogether. And I think this was also another huge part that went into the conversation with the NFL that went on for eight hours. I think this is a huge thing. It gave him an opportunity to explain his side of the story, explain what really happened on his side, and I'm sure they can assume what happened on her side with things and or just kind of piece the empty puzzle pieces that are missing together, and then you go from there. But that new audio does change a lot. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I can't wait for this. But at the same time, I really am wondering what that suspension is going to be because there's no way they, they can't give him a suspension. Like what he said on there was was bad. Like you can't say you should be terrified of me to be. That's not a good look. But it is the situation that's happened. It's what we've been presented, and it's all we know right now. And so we just have to go from it. But this is exactly why I came on here and I said, I'm not going to give an overreaction. I'm not going to give an overbiased opinion on this is all I like. This is what I heard. Here's my instant reaction kick him off the team, get him out of here. He should never play in the NFL again. Take the kid away, screw him. Yet, like, I didn't, I didn't want that to be my mindset because there's no reason for it. Because here we are now four months later and it's like oh wow maybe none of this even happened there's a possibility we don't know what truly happened and we didn't we were presented in a two minutes of an 11 minute video or an 11 minute recording of audio like we were essentially screwed out of the truth with it and i do apologize for taking this long and going on this rant but why was it not questioned with that like 
why was there such a gap? And when you listen to, I don't know if you haven't listened to the audio yet, Trees, but I do recommend that you do listen to anyone listening. Go find the audio and listen to it because the audio that was presented from KCTV5 is spaced and put in different positions than what it is in the actual audio. Yeah, I'll go check it out. But I think you're right, though, in the sense of he did say some stuff that there's no way he doesn't get no suspension. But yeah. easily could be a, like only a two-gamer. I think he gets suspended three games. There you go. It'll be interesting to see. All right, I think that does it for today. We have a very exciting next couple episodes, which we'll obviously talk about when we sign on next week. But hope you guys all had a great 4th of July. We're excited to be back. We're excited that we're already in mid-July and knowing that we literally have a preseason game in 21 days from now is insane. Let's freaking go. Let's fucking get it. And (laughs) it's going to be awesome. These next couple weeks are going to go by so fast. Once preseason training camp starts, our episodes are going to be fully loaded with a whole bunch of talk of what's going on, injuries, what everybody's doing, and fantasy talk. Like, There's going to be so much for us to get into. It's going to be crazy. But... Before that, again, I'm very excited for our next two episodes. Austin and I actually are going to sign off here and start prepping for it because it's going to take almost four or five days to get this fully ready. But for tonight, we've been talking football.